So I'm filthy. I haven't taken a shower. I did brush my teeth. I just finished uh, 20 pizza rolls. So That sounds delicious. It was. Was there some intro music? Cool. No intro music? We have something that gets added somewhere. I don't know. can't see you unless you talk man oh really you can't well, there's yeah, a button. Up, yeah. well uh, let me assure you that everybody. i counted us down folks he did <laughs> he did that's not how we do it but i guess whatever welcome to another exciting edition of missouri swagger uh i realized when, I, when we finally launched season two episode one the other day that it was our 20th episode <laughs> So we could have had episode 20, but instead, like dumbasses, we didn't look it up. So welcome to season two, episode three of Missouri (laughs) Swagger, (laughs) because that's how we fucking decided to do it. We're going to get 20 episodes of season two. Easy. Oh, at least. Three in the can right now, unless one of us dies in the next hour. Well, anything's possible. Yeah. I did just eat a mother load of pizza rolls that could just kill me instantly i'm jealous evie just went to the grocery store this morning and she bought because we needed groceries but she bought a huge amount of stuff that it all has to be disinfected now yeah that's the but worst part pizza. of groceries now there's pizza but you have to disinfect. can't have it yet but i'm gonna eat that pizza i'm I worried about when i run out of the disinfecting wipes that i use to clean my groceries off you buy more they're not available. No one has them. Fucked. That's the end of you. That's it. I just don't get groceries. I fine. think you get groceries. You soap and water. Yeah, there are ways around this. You can make your own, by the way. You can take vinegar and uh, make your own or peroxide and make your own spray. Peroxide? Who just has peroxide lying around? I'm not I do. Dr. Quinn medicine. How the, how the fuck do you get a blood stain out of the clothes if you don't have peroxide lying around? All my bloodstained clothes go in the Halloween decorations. <laughs> <laughs> I incinerate all mine. <laughs> I guess you guys are bloodstaining for different reasons than I am. Yeah. yeah that's I actually have honestly, a guy on retainer to take care of my bloodstained clothes. <laughs> he handles it. I have a child that gets blood, uh, bloody noses. And so every once in a while, I'll wake up to a child who's climbed into my bed is screaming because blood is pouring onto his pajamas. So I have to de-blood close a lot cool i don't know that i've ever used peroxide to get blood out of clothes though that's how you're supposed to well that's why your blood stains stay bloody that's why you are going to run out of disinfection wipes yeah and you won't have anything to clean your food with yes sorry buddy it is what it is friend if that's the worst thing that happens to me this year i'll be all right it's and not it's, too late. No. Too late. <laughs> too late. It's already no not ch- the worst thing. No chance of that. Oh, so uh, how's everybody doing? Been enjoying your quarantine? I am doing- great. Actually, it's fine. It's I'm on eighteen day eighteen of quarantine. Yeah, and I'm doing great. How about you, Cohen? I'm doing. I'm doing a. Uh, 
I'm doing all right. I've had, I kind of have a good day and then a bad day, a good day and a bad day. Today started out as a good day and then uh, I got kicked right in the junk. It's a lot of junk kicking going on. There Here, I noticed. Kicking, but, I noticed. Uh, I'm you, trying to stay positive. See? Notice, yeah, you look great. You look like a million bucks. I noticed you adjusted the lighting in your office to match your mood. No, I just turned it all off. Oh wait, that actually looks fine. Right. Yeah, uh, it looks. I'm okay. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just kind of. Uh, I'm feeling what's. Uh, I feel like everybody's feeling that. That's the one bit of comfort I can take is that everybody's going through this kind of nightmare scenario in different you. ways. So misery loves company. Yeah, it's been interesting. Like. I feel like I came to terms with the dominoes that were going to fall pretty early. Like I did, I read a bunch of stuff and listened to some stuff with like infectious disease experts or whatever, and kind of did the mental math of, okay, in a month, this is going to suck really hard and people aren't taking it seriously. So it's been interesting this week as I think things are about, like people are finally accepting, oh shit, it's going to get real bad. It's been interesting watching people come to that conclusion that I've had for a while which makes my anxiety and fear go up, even though I've been trying to process it. It makes it go rate. up. Yeah. Just having everybody, everybody seems scared now. Like there was a period of time where like lots of people were still like, this is nothing. You're blowing it I out of proportion. I still see a lot of that. I still, I mean, even this week I've seen people, you know, this is a, this is all, this is nothing more than the flu. Still, still. Well, it's because they haven't seen anybody with it yet. <clears throat> and that's a problem. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, it's a little bit weird to watch the world react to something from a fucking bunker because I interact with no one. At least this week. Next week, I'll have my kids. That's a nice looking bunker. This is the first sort of visual tour I've I've had of your yeah, place. Look it's at my the, giant TV. That's insane. You got it and why is it so giant? I know the answer, but why is it so giant, Dennis? I mean, there's different answers. Uh, it's an 85 inch television that I purchased largely because when I was making my television decision for my living room, I couldn't stay in the house and the house, the floors were being sanded and the walls were being painted for about three weeks. So I spent the better part of six weeks actually at my mother's house, sleeping on a couch and I made the mistake of going to Best Buy to look at TVs. And I told him the size of the wall and the man convinced me that my, my see, I've got a feature wall thing that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he convinced me that my 65 inch would be too small on that wall. Uh, because if you walk over here to my kitchen where I will be cooking, where I can still see it because it's an open concept. This is the answer I was told. <laughs> it would be really small from here, from all the way across. <laughs> so the when room. he's chopping his, or when he's making his paste. Yes. When I'm making my paste, I can still watch the TV. And if you, I can't show you because I don't have my, my cell phone is what I'm recording with. But if you extend your arm all the way out toward the television from here, it is roughly the size of a phone screen if your arm is fully extended. I'm an idiot, and I had <laughs> I also Were you I didn't told realize that? the world was about to blow up. Were you told that, or did you figure that out on your own? Did yeah, I, no, yeah, I, I figured it out before. Once, once they put the wall up, I was like, oh, that's a giant wall, and I went and measured. I'm like, uh-oh. In hindsight... I could have just hung something else on the wall with the television. No, it's good. But, have, it's good to have it. A- it's a good looking TV. 
Why and I bought it on Christmas Eve for $1,000 off. So it wasn't actually deal. that much more expensive than my other one was three years ago. You don't have to explain your actions to us or uh, to anybody. Well, t- you don't have Everyone to. Who, every single person who's seen it in person has made fun of me. I'd love to have a TV that size. And when I get my money right, yeah. I will have a TV that size. Yeah, well, and I, I don't even it. have an open concept to blame it on. I'm just going to say, wanted a big-ass TV. Well, if we're on I'm going to get it and then watch shows at a smaller screen size. I'm going to reduce it just to show people I don't even watch TV can. that way. I just like to have a big TV and watch it on a smaller screen. Well, Colin, so, when, you, when you play PlayStation, what TV do you play it on? Uh, I play it on the TV I have downstairs, which is a TV that's like, I don't know, 15 years old now. It's a, I mean, it's a, I don't know, 40-something, 50-inch TV. I don't know. Yeah, Can you see it pretty well? Yeah, because uh, we sit right up on it. <laughs> so, so why were you doing so badly when we played the game the other night? Hey, oh. I didn't do terribly. I survived more matches than I died. I think that what? was your son playing. What game no, was this? No, even the matches I played myself. So to give you background on this moment that Kyle's trying to make me feel small and in really, I was just trying to segue. Yes. Uh, we played the demo of predator hunting grounds. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. So it was we played free the demo the uh, over the weekend. It was a free, free demo. So Kyle invited me along to play with a bunch of people. Um, and uh, it was a fun game. I mean, I thought it was a little complicated. There's so many buttons. I like one button, a joystick and a button. What do you like like the button to do? Shoot or jump, depending on which way you push the joystick. That's what I like. Is that because of Atari? Yes. But I'm just not, I don't play video games very often. So busy. Well, yeah, but it was a fun game once I got the hang of it. But Someone who played games like Fortnite or uh, oh yeah Overwatch or something like that, they pick it up instantly. Yeah, Baldemar was on there, and he was destroying the – so the way the game works, it's like Predator. You're a commando. You go into some situation, and you, it, like a regular video game, but somebody's the Predator who can stealthily start to kill you off. And Baldemar w- was killing – dozens of the npc uh guerrilla soldiers like at the end it would be like the predator killed three people kyle killed two people colin killed two people baldemar killed 35 people <laughs> yeah so and he was silent he would just he we didn't know that's probably why we won every time colin yeah because baldemar completed the mission and that's what it sounds like well, based on the numbers my son was with us was there with me he wanted to see the game and he played a, maybe two or three of the games, and everybody could tell when he didn't talk when he was playing. I was still on the headset, but uh, everybody could tell when he was playing and when I was playing because he was much more efficient and deadly. It's pretty cool when you're the predator. I enjoy yeah, that. The predator's awesome. Um, so does it work like when you become Darth Vader in Battlefront, kind of? So it's like, like the you- it's like the Friday the Thirteenth game. So four people are the commandos and one person is the predator <clears throat> and they're and they start far away and you have to hunt them down if you're yeah the you, but you have all the vision and all the audio stuff it's pretty neat so you're a badass if you're the predator oh yeah, yeah. you're way overpowered you're, you're, you're uh you have all sorts of weapons and net guns and 
flying discs that cut people in half. And so just like a real predator. Yeah. Uh, and like in music, real life. I mean, it puts you right in the world of, of predator. The music's awesome. I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's got the, the soundtrack from the movies and the predator sound effects are amazing. I mean, whenever he's near and you can hear him sort of clicking and, doing his creepy predator sounds. It, it, uh-huh. Yeah. It gets kind of uh, nerve wracking. And some of the voiceover work is like, uh, one of the guys sounds like Bill Paxton. Yeah. And one of the guys sounds like, um, who's the dude who played Kyle Reese in aliens. He was in aliens and Terminator. What's that guy's name? Michael Bain. Michael it's, Bain. One of the guys sounds like Michael Bain. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, does Colin sound like Michael Bain? No. I just started today, this morning, I watched Predator 2, but because I misunderstood what time this podcast was beginning to record, I didn't finish it. But have you guys seen Predator 2 recently? Oh yeah, Lions and Tigers and Bears, so am I. I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I've watched it relatively, within the last couple of years I watched it again. Well, as a kid, I thought it was okay, I remember renting it. But I totally, it was totally over my head that they were just, they just did the same thing again. But instead of an 80s commando movie, it was an 80s police movie. Right. It it just feels like, it's like they took RoboCop 2 and took out the robot, put in Lethal Weapon. I really enjoyed it. I like Predator 2 quite a bit, actually. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happens yet. Let me tell you. It's Danny Glover, right? Yeah, he's really charismatic. He's. The hell you say. It's a good thing too, because uh, I know there are a couple of good scenes. Bill Paxton is very annoying, but they did a they did two scenes that made you really like him, uh, where he's really good at his job. I thought that was interesting, because before that, you just think he's a piece of shit. Yeah, no, uh, I I love that movie uh, almost as much as I love the first Predator, actually, and it might just be because of when I saw it. And the <clears throat> when did you see the first you... Predator, Colin? Uh, we talked about this already. Did we? Damn. I think so. Um, You know what I learned? No, when we talked about it, we were, we were on, we were playing predator hunting grounds. Oh, we were. You didn't talk about it on here. Yeah. So when I first saw predator, I was in Texas. Uh, I was with my dad. We were doing door to door sales. Where in Texas? I can't remember. It was a little town. I mean, it was a little town. Um, probably not too far from Brownsville, Texas, I think at the time, but I don't know. Town's um, no longer near Brownsville. Is it not? I don't oh, know. I'm asking. No, Did it move? What happened to your audio, Dennis? It got wacky. Is it weird now? Uh huh. A little bit. Are you standing in a? No, I. Yet. You sound like Darth Vader. Is that any better? No. All right. Hold on a sec. Anyway, okay. has it improved? Yes. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It was just my microphone. Yeah, uh, it's not my perfect. dad wanted to watch a movie one night, and I don't know how I had Is that managed. Better? Can you hear yes. me now? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I don't know how I had managed to miss any previews for the movie Predator, but we went into that movie knowing nothing about it. We thought from the movie poster that it was a sequel to Commando. It was just another Arnold action movie, and we sat down in a packed theater, and when the spaceship comes up on the opening scenes and shoots the little pod down my dad looked over at me and said what the hell kind of movie is this and what noise did you make i would i did this (laughs) 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 but yeah i think that's the best way to watch predator and actually i'm still i'm 
actually disappointed that there was a spaceship in the opening scene. It would yeah, have been much better, been much better if there weren't. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know there was a monster until it shoots Jesse Ventura. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit. I bet that that's how it was originally. It should have been. And some damn test audience didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the second one is interesting because they try to give you the same mystery. But, you know, everybody knows what they're looking at. Well, unless they watched it on HBO and didn't see the part where it said what was coming up next. That used to happen to me. It happened to me with Batman once. I'm like, I know I've seen this, but the beginning of Batman, the Tim Burton one, at least maybe it wasn't the beginning, but whatever scene I turned it on as a child, it's sort of like what seems like a boring movie as a kid. It's like reporters talking and some shit. And so when it was Batman, I was really, really excited. (laughs) I sat through some boring shit just to see what it was, and it turned out to be Batman. Has there there been a movie, guys... Recently, whenever it does not recent or not, that gave you that oh shit moment, like early on, like you're watching it and you just go oh shit, and then you're hooked in that movie no matter what happens the rest of the film because it's so awesome. Well, I try to go to movies now without knowing anything about them. That's the best way. Uh, I went when I went to see Snatch. I had no idea anything about it at all. I went with some friends. Thought it was a porno with Evie. Yeah, um, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And so I was very pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I went to see Crimson Peak without knowing anything about it, except that it was a Guillermo del Toro thing. Have you guys seen that? I have. No. It I was, wanted to. But it... Well, that one was terrible. It was like 40 minutes before anything happened, but I wasn't interested. So I was mm. just like, get to the Crimson Peak. Come on. It's terrible. Uh but I don't know. Dennis, do you have any recent ones? I, I, I mean, it's happened <laughs> a lot in the past. I, I remember as a child, it happened with uh, Ace Ventura when nature calls because <laughs> I, I hated Ace Ventura. I didn't see it in the theater. Everybody talked about it. Everybody did that fucking the voice and the butt talking. And I hated the first one. And we went in middle school and the only reason I agreed to go is because a girl I had a crush on was going to be there with my friend's girlfriend. And I was like so furious that that's what we had to watch. And for whatever reason, the sequel, When Nature Calls, struck me as the funniest what? ever. The sequel's had. terrible. I, well, I was like 12. I like it when he comes out of the rhino, when he climbs out of the rhino's ass. I like that well, part. That's what everybody likes that. Mm-hmm. And it, it opens on a. Uh, Cliffhanger. What was the, yeah, Cliffhanger parody, which I was a big fan of uh, Sylvester Stallone's. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason. Um, I, I don't think it holds up. <laughs> I don't really know how funny it was at the time. Um, um, stuff that everybody tells me is great already. So if I'm struck, it's that it's disappointingly bad. Well, I just watched uh, on Shudder, which... I think has free, like you can do a free month or free couple of months right now on Shutter. Yeah. Um, watch the movie Terrified because that's a movie that uh, I will not say anything about it, but it had a uh, a great opening scene. All right. Well, I can't find a pin. Okay. I was in fact terrified when I watched it. I feel like there was a movie recently that I didn't know anything about that I loved. And I, but I don't know what it was. So it's a non-starter. I have seen so little. I I saw Knives Out 
and found it to be amusing, but didn't love it as much as everybody else. Uh, I On that saw, big ass TV, you ain't been watching movies. I've been no, I've been watching Ozark. I just finished the third season of Ozark, and mm-hmm. I watched most of Tiger King. Uh, which that's something else. Have we discussed that yet? We have not talked about Tiger King. Has have you seen Tiger King? Have you both seen Tiger I'm King? I'm not gonna watch it. I don't want to watch that garbage. I have watched Tiger King. It's really it's a powerful movie. <laughs> it's, it's a movie? A, I thought it was a docu like a series. Yeah, it's a seven episode <clears throat> TV series that the the plot twists in it are akin to making a murder. Where yeah, it's it just gets that's wilder. Pretty much what I can, wilder. Yeah, it's like a making of a murderer for the Jerry Springer crowd. It's uh, yeah, you're right. It's really uh, it's funny because Cindy and I watched uh, Love Is Blind, the dating yeah, show that's on. We talked Netflix. about this on the last episode. Oh, did we? Okay, so Tiger King's much crazier than Love Is Blind. Everybody told us how crazy Love Is Blind is. And I guess it just didn't reach my crazy meter. Uh, T- Tiger King did reach my crazy meter. Tiger King sort of seemed like your people. Like if you told me that you retired <laughs> to own a bunch of big cats and show them to the public, I'd be like, oh, all right. I will say that there are people Harsh. on Tiger King that remind me of family members for That's sure. Same, exact same. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I don't like the idea of watching all these people who are like really cruel to animals be glorified. So that's why. I, oh, they're not glorified. They are absolutely, uh, it is not a show of glory. It is I a show know. of how awful everyone drags them through the mud. I don't know. I, I feel like we understand that, but what's, what's the guy's name? The, that everybody's static. Yeah. That guy's like a internet celebrity and I'm sure he loves it. Well, he's in prison. <clears throat> well, yeah. he has coronavirus now. So what? in prison. <gasps> hmm. Yeah, I mean, it did make him a celebrity, but it, he's already fallen. Yeah, but he's stupid enough to love that. Well, that's the that's the whole thing about him, is he's one of those people who he it doesn't matter if it's bad new, you know, it's a bad portrayal or a good portrayal for him. It's just fame, and uh, and so you're right. He probably does love it. Well, sure, but what else does he have? Because he's in prison. I don't care. I'm just not going to watch his show. I mean, I mean, that's fine. <clears throat> You don't have to watch it. Watch some other that. shows. I've got yeah, plenty. Got plenty I to just watch. watch. I was just talking to Anton, our producer, about Dracula on Netflix, which I just oh, yeah? started. It's pretty good. I saw the Bram Stoker's Dracula in theaters a few months ago. Oh, that's... That was one. awesome. Yeah. They don't make them like that anymore. No, that movie is... Uh, that movie shouldn't have been made. I mean, it's a great... I love the movie, but there's so many things about it that you, <laughs> I can't imagine why anyone made that movie that way. It's it's bizarre in the best ways possible. Well, I feel like it's responsible for so much of the way we visually uh, interpret like vampires now. Yeah. Like, like that movie made so much money that immediately after that, they made interview with the vampire mm-hmm. into yeah. a film and yeah. they made it all blousey and just like Dracula was. And that Obviously you don't understand that vampires are inherently romantic, <laughs> but my point is that's how vampires were for a decade. And then they started making all of those underworld movies, right? Where the vampires with, the werewolves and all the tight leather and stuff. Yeah. And then they made another, um, Anne Rice movie 
and it looked like that. It was Queen the, of the Damned, yeah. Yeah. Well, this new Dracula series on Netflix, it's very uh, – they really play with the story of Dracula, and they turn a lot of the tropes on their ear. Uh, I really like the guy who plays Dracula, though, because he's very – it's like uh, – Is it Leslie like Nielsen? No, no. Uh, but he's super charming. It's like uh, if Gary Oldman had been the old man and then turned into young Dracula, but when he turned into young Dracula, Dracula, he's kind of fun and charming. And he would like to hang out with him. That's the yeah. way he is. Uh, right. Also, he kind of looks like uh, Christopher Lee in like uh, the old Hammer Dracula movies. There's a there's a scene where he hisses and he's got blood coming out of his mouth and his eyes are red. And it could have been lifted from an old Hammer movie, and I really like that. I really liked that billboard they made. That was cool. Did I don't you know anything it? about a billboard. So there, there was a billboard uh, for that Dracula show that had a bunch of uh, stakes stabbed into it. Yeah, and it said Dracula on the right. But when the sun went down at night, a light would appear on the left side of the billboard, and the shadow it cast across the stakes made the silhouette of Dracula's face. Oh, that's kind of awesome. It was I, awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm sure that's you can smart. find that on the internet. <laughs> Almost certainly. <clears throat> uh, have you guys seen Ozark? Have you watched Ozark? <laughs> no, but I like, it's, I like Breaking Bad, and I like Arrested Development. It's... I mean, it it has things in common with both of those. <laughs> I like uh, Teen I like Wolf too. I like it because it's a really it's a crime show, but it's really quiet. Like the main character is is very calm and quiet most of the time, and so it takes a long time to build, and you're just watching him like tamp down all of his emotions. That's the first season. By the third season, it's all wacky. But uh, my favorite thing that happened in it in the third season is. <laughs> Jason Bateman as Marty Bird says the words Lee Summit, which is the town I grew up in, when referring to some shit that happened in Missouri elsewhere. That's funny. funny. Oh, wait. Jason Bateman wasn't in Teen Wolf 2. It was the other guy, right? No, he was in Teen Wolf 2. Michael J. Fox is in Teen Wolf. Jason Bateman. Who's the guy that looks like Jason Bateman that was in Scream 2 or 3 and saying, I think I love you on on the lunchroom table? I know the guy saying, I I know there was a guy that sang that. He played Steve Frankenstein. <laughs> That's season screen. The first screen. He played. He played, uh, he played Frankenstein, and when they tried to reboot the monsters, that was Jason years Bateman. Ago. No. Jason Bateman didn't play the Frankenstein in the in monsters the, reboot. In the comments. Uh, when you see this in the comments, comment below with who you know, who I'm talking about. I I'm confident Jason, Jason Bateman was in Team Wolf Two. It's the other guy. It's the guy that looks like him in Team Wolf Two. All right. That really show was time. called 1313 Mockingbird Lane, right? Yeah, but don't look it up. We'll let our listeners answer this question. Because right. it's better it's everything I be annoyed that we don't know. Because right yeah. if I were listening to this podcast, I would be pissed off because I would know the answer. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I'm That's voting fair. Jason Bateman. It's not. It's the other guy from Scream I don't think two. Jason Bateman was in the Monsters thing, but I do think he was in. Oh, well, hey, someone he, just texted me a message. The other guy was in the oh, Monsters Oh, yeah, you're thing. right. It was the guy who looks like Jason Bateman. <laughs> All right. What's his name? Jerry no. O'Connell. What? I was Jerry O'Connell doesn't look like Jason Bateman. Jerry no, O'Connell's the fat kid from uh, from Stand by Me. Hey, I thought that the fat Owen, kid from Stand I, Stand by Me grew up to be Jerry O'Connell or grew up to be he Jason did, he grew Bateman. Up to be Jerry O'Connell. Nope. <laughs> People confuse him all the time. And Colin did because he thought that Jason Bateman was in. I Oxford did, Lane. and as soon as Anton sent me the message, I knew that we were 
Anton just robbed our viewers. Well, of Jerry the O'Connell. He can edit that out. He can put a radio team. edit. Oh, it's Jerry, Jerry right. O'Connell definitely wasn't in Teen Wolf too. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. That was Jason Bateman. A- mm. Anton can tell us. Mm. I bet I you. I won't tell people if it was. I'm sorry, I ruined that for our viewers. Anton, not... who was in uh, Teen Wolf Two? It's Jason Bateman. You looked it up. No, I didn't look it up. I'm waiting for Anton to confirm my righteousness. This is great radio, by the way. It's great. <laughs> oh, hold on. Anton sent me a message. Dennis's TV is an affront against nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, no, yeah. he didn't say that. That was me. <clears throat> and I like your TV. I was just being a jerk. It's fine. It's good I, bought it for, oh. I bought it largely for entertaining, and now I can't do that. What? what it is Jason Bateman in Teen Wolf 2. All right. Good so we know. were both right about one. Mm-hmm. And Colin was, right. was right about nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was right. That's part I don't course. care. Colin, I was. I don't care about about what (laughs) about facts about the. Yeah, I don't care about where Jason Bateman or Jerry O'Connell. I think they're both fine actors, but I can watch them interchangeably. Jerry O'Connell was was in Sliders. He was. That wasn't Jason Bateman. Nobody's arguing there. I was rummaging through some things, Colin, and I found this. Do you remember this? I do. I remember that. Was was it from Library Con? Is that where we got these? No, it was from Hong Kong. <laughs> it wasn't from Hong Kong. <laughs> What's it so called? <laughs> yeah, I have those in my Jeremy house. did. Hurley Con. Hurley. Was no. it Hurley Con? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was from Cullen's Con. What was it called? Cave Con. Cave Con. That's what it was called. Cave Con? They're not from yeah. Library Con? It might have been Library Con. I had, used to have a bunch of those in my house. Uh, How come Dennis that was only never... partially drank? Because I only drink when I talk shot. to you. <laughs> uh, I poured mine into a drink at CaveCon. Have you ever that, been to the library con? Through a meteorite. Have you ever been to the library con in Springfield? Uh, we, not in Springfield. I've been to that. We went and watched those kids do the costume contest with Andy and Jason that time. I remember that. Um, <laughs> library con's a cool event. It is good. That was a good story about those kids with their uh, costume contests. Yes, they did dances. They performed for us. Really, the performances were far more impressive than the costume. They were. I did some really bad sketches at that con, but I didn't sign them. And Andy was like, why didn't you sign those sketches? And I was like, because they're terrible. (laughs) And so from from that point, anytime I did one, he's like, why don't you sign that for him, Kyle? To make you? Yeah. I should have signed it, Andy. You should. Marks. What about you, Colin? You have any good convention stories? <laughs> I have lots of great convention stories. You do? But I feel like all of them make me seem like a dick. Well, you know what that means. What? I was a you're, dick. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah. What's one? What's one that doesn't make you seem like a dick? None of them. I don't... You know, I, I don't know that. I think uh, I think conventions are fun because you meet so many cool people. You meet a lot of fans, but you also meet some some real characters, not just uh, people who are dressed as characters, but genuine uh, characters. Like, uh, I, did I tell you guys about the? I was I think it was uh, Emerald City a few years back when I was doing some Green Lantern work, 
and this guy came up to me and he was dressed as all of the green of all the different lanterns. He had at the he same had time. Something. Yeah, he had something from all the lanterns on so, his clothing. So as he was walking up, I was like, "Oh, here, this guy's really going to want to talk." Did about he have it. all the rings? Yes, yes, all time. the rings. But then his he's, he had like a long jacket that had patches of green and sapphire and you know all the different colors, like a Dolly Parton situation, sorta. But as he was coming up, I knew that he was really going to, you know, he wanted to talk about Green Lantern. Um, but what I didn't expect was he asked every question, and he had a lot, to the tune of, uh, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> uh, what song is that? How's that going? It's from, it's from Frozen, but it would be like, oh, it would be like will John Stewart appear in your version of Green Lantern? And every question was that. Until I finally, I told him some character and he said, he just started saying, I'm so excited. And he started spinning around singing. I'm so excited. Oh no, you, I, I remember this, but you told me he's, he started saying everything is awesome. Oh yeah, you're right. He did. He started going, everything is awesome too. Yeah. He was, uh, so it was, uh, frozen and everything is awesome from the Lego movie. And, uh, I'm so excited. It was all, everything was to song for this guy, which was weird. But I also think, wouldn't it be nice to live in a world where everything is set to music, <laughs> set to no. music for you? That would be terrible. He was very excited. He was super excited. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm making fun of him. It was just a very strange uh, interaction. I wasn't I was, expecting it. I, I'll, I'll tell a story where I will make fun of the guy who came right, to my table. <clears throat> I was, uh, I don't know what convention it was. Um, Maybe it was um, uh, Heroes. I think it was Heroes Con. But I was at my table. There was one guy at my table looking at stuff. And another guy came up. And uh, he started looking at my work. And he said, uh, I'm as good as you. Why can't I get work? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's not a good way to start the conversation. No. But I didn't have to engage him because... What I did not know is the guy who was at my table was an art director at Nether Realm, and he did not appreciate that question, and so he just started. Uh, he was like, "Why would you ask a question like that? That's a, the complete wrong attitude." I'll tell you why you're not getting work. It's because of your attitude. So that was really interesting. <laughs> One time at a convention here in town, <clears throat> Kyle and I were sitting next to each other, and Kyle had gotten up from his table. <laughs> do something give food or something or other and this kid comes up who's i don't know 13 14 years old and he's looking at kyle's stuff and at the time kyle had a bunch of like horror uh prints for sale and the guy was going through them and he the kid was really into it and he's just like where does where does he come up with this stuff and i maybe had had a little bit of whiskey at 11 o'clock in the morning and told him <laughs> that kyle Kyle is, what did I say? How did I put it? Kyle was not a very smart man. No, that's not he, what you he said. wasn't very intelligent. That's not what you said. Yeah, <laughs> I think Kyle knows what you said better. I, I, know, I know what you said and it was offensive and now you're trying to come up with different yeah. words. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What did you say, Kyle? What did he say, Kyle? It's not my story. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, I implied that Kyle was uh, mentally handicapped. 
I don't, I don't think I used an offensive word, but I implied Kyle was mentally handicapped and that he's haunted by a horrible nightmares. And the only way he can get through the day is to put them down on the paper. But the, the, he doesn't communicate very well. And I was just fucking with the kid. And the kid was like, oh, really? And then went away. And then Kyle came back. And the kid came up <laughs> to buy the print. And Kyle was struggling to make change. And the kid was <laughs> so nice to him. For some reason, I couldn't figure out. <laughs> Because he thought he was slow. <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's not a story for public consumption. Well, it is. It is now. Um, it was a long time ago. It was very funny. But well, you know, not- I, you know, years ago at a little convention in St. Louis, well, not little, it was a big convention, but it was not a comic convention. It was primarily a science fiction and role-playing game convention. But I used to go and set up there all the time. And my buddy, Mike Oliveri, who's a very talented writer, um, was sitting up at the table with me. And at the time, I didn't even have a comic out. I, nothing of mine had been published, but I was selling copies of the, the zine I published and stuff like that. And Mike had his first issue of his werewolf comic uh, Call of the called the Wild. I think it was Call of the Wild, maybe, or The Pack. I can't remember. They changed the name a little bit from it. But anyway, he had the first issue of his werewolf comic there. And we were sitting, uh, well, before the convention start, there's a Mexican restaurant right outside. So we went and had a couple of giant margaritas the size of our heads. And then we came and set up for the convention. And we're right next to this guy who had a table full of T-shirts. And uh, Mike was going to go smoke a cigar. And he, he had his lighter, his cigar lighter out, and he put it on the table because this guy interrupted him and said, Hey, you write werewolf comics? The guy at the table, the T-shirt table. You write werewolf comics, huh? And Mike said, "Yeah, I, I do. I do this book." And the guy said, "I do werewolf comics too. Let me show you." And he reaches down under this under the T-shirt table and he pulls out this, uh, you know, like stapled hand stapled zine comic. Here you go, bud. Take a look at that. We're we're like the same. And Mike started flipping through it, and it is werewolf <laughs> porn. I mean, really graphic. Really disgusting werewolf porn. And I, I'm sitting there watching Mike through my margarita f- haze, and I could just see him sort of deflating because he's looking at this comic, he's flipping through it, and he just says, I don't know what, the, he looks at me, he says, this guy thinks we're the same. He's like, I worked my ass off on this comic. I struggled to get it published. I struggled to get a publisher to get, you know, to pick it up. You know, it took forever to happen because it was just slow to produce. And he thinks that my book is no different than this werewolf porn. And I could just see, and you've all felt that kind of, that kind of defeat, right? Well, you know what you do in that situation. I can tell you what I did. Oh, please do. (laughs) I took the comic out of Mike's hand, Uh grabbed the lighter off the table, set the comic on fire and threw it onto the guy's (laughs) t-shirts. What? (laughs) While the guy was watching? Yeah, well, he, had, he had turned sound, slightly. He that was does like make you up. sound like a real asshole. <laughs> he was turned. He was looking in this direction, and Mike quickly knocked it off the t-shirt and started stomping it out, and slid the ashes with his foot under our table. That's crazy. Was he mad and I told you, you it made that? me sound bad, but it was yeah. a terrible werewolf porn comic. Well, what you do, what I would have done, is I would have said, you know, who would really like this comic? I would really now appreciate it. It's Chris Grine. And then you tell him exactly <laughs> where Chris Grine is. And uh, 
and Chris doesn't know what to do. So now that's <laughs> my favorite to thing Chris to do before. at conventions. And I learned it from you and Chris Grind <laughs> is I send them to other people. Yeah. The best is when I'm like, Oh man, I don't know what to do with this. And I'm like, you know, who'd like this is Chris Grind, And they say, Oh, he just sent me to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyle and yeah. I went to this. I'm sure I've told this short story on here before, but Kyle and I went to this show in the middle of Missouri one time that ended up having more creators at it than it had fans and got very, very drunk. And that, I think this story, I think he's going to tell some lies. What? Some lies? <laughs> no, I was just, that, that, the people that did show up at that show were very send aroundable. And that was the first oh. time I ever sent somebody to Chris Grind. There's a video from that show of me talking to a man for way too long about what comics he'd bought. And Kyle started videotaping it because of my inability to keep a poker face as I was talking to him. And then in Kyle's video, you can see Chris Grind walk around the back with his phone out, videotaping it from a different It's angle. really fun to watch Dennis suffer. So <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, uh, uh, at Planet one year, years ago, I was sitting with Matt Kent, and Matt had decided to do free sketches. And uh, this guy, walked, this was when Matt was doing Super Spy. That's when his, his book Super Spy was out. And this guy walked up and he said, hey, you're doing free sketches? And Matt said, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a, you know, a quick free sketch, you know, one of my characters if I can. And, uh, and the guy says, can you draw Spider-Man for me? And Matt said, well, you know, I'm, I'm really only doing my, the kind of books I do and my characters. And they said, well, what do you do? And Matt said, well, I work on books. You know, I like to write stories about spies and things like that. And he goes, you like to write about draw, you write, you like to do stories about spies. And Matt says, yeah. He says, could, <laughs> could you draw me a spy Durman? <laughs> and Matt drew him a Spider-Man because Matt's a nice person. I'll be right back. Well, that's a funny thing. Being what nice. Do you see that Mount Bolger behind Kyle there? I do see the Malbolgia. He's always blocking Malbolgia. Daddy? He's always blocking Malbolgia, but I saw him that time. Have you talked about Malbolgia and Malbolgia Daddy? That's what I asked. Oh. No, we have not talked about Malbolgia Daddy. You want to talk Missouri about Spike. it? On Missouri? It's, it's, it's a quick story. Have you talked um, about it on the bungalow? N- no, we've never <laughs> talked about it. That's a more accurate place for it. Um, Kyle uh, used to, I don't even know how it started. But he used to buy, at every convention we were at together, no matter if it was we'd seen each other within a few weeks or a year or whatever, he would always find a cheap Malbolgia action figure. Which is a thing of the past, I think. I think they don't make cheap, cheap Malbolgias anymore? No, I don't think so. Well, he would always find them and bring them to me and say, give this to your kid. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Cindy started asking why I was bringing these toys home for, for, for Squish. He was little too, and he was getting these monster, these hideous monster toys. And she's like, "What is, what is this about?" I said, "Well, that's Kyle. He sends Jack. He sends Squish, uh, Malbolgias from every convention. He's he's his Malbolgia daddy." <laughs> Cindy didn't like Cindy, that at all. Did Cindy you? does not like Malbolgia daddy. She is not a fan. And my garage, because my kid doesn't like toys at all now. He's like, he wants them out of his room. He doesn't want them anywhere around. My garage is full of Malbolgias. I'll have to figure out another Malbolgia item. Does he like bongs? Bongs? My kid's (laughs) 11. 
another game we like to play at cons with Colin is when Colin's going to be on a panel and we're not. Oh, that's a good game. Give Colin ridiculous phrases that he has to work into his answers and uh, to his stories on stage. He's good at it. Um, do you remember some of these phrases? Uh, some of my favorites are um, with my tail between your legs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with a Charlie Bucket sort of arrogance. That's my favorite one, hands down. I don't, I'm sure that I have them in my uh, text. Yeah, so before I go on a panel, and it's usually less than 10 minutes before I go to my panel, Kyle will hand me a slip of paper with 10 phrases, five to 10 phrases on it that he wants me to to say in the uh, during the panel. I have to work them into conversation. And the first time I did it, I was like, but yeah, Kyle, I'll do it. And I walked in, and then as the panel started, here comes Kyle strolling on in. <laughs> he sits right in the front so he can get a good look at me as I do it. So I had to – I mean, I think I'm – I think I have a pretty good percentage of working those into conversation. No, you the, do. They're only been great couple, at it. There are a couple you've chosen not to do. There were a couple because, that were pretty not, bad. But not because you couldn't, but because yeah, you chose there, not to. There were a couple I had to choose not to. You're the best at it. Uh, Chris Grine is the worst at it. Like he can't. He oh, can't didn't do we it. do it? We did it at a con. That's when we created it. Yeah, we created yeah. it at that at that con. You did it with Chris Grine? But yeah, with, we came up with the idea at a con we were driving to with a couple people, me and somebody else, and Chris Grine and Kyle, and we all had a phrase we were supposed to say, and everybody got it out except for Chris, and Chris couldn't stop laughing and like basically answered no questions the rest of the time because mm-hmm. he couldn't get it out and he couldn't make himself stop laughing. I'm pretty sure the people in the audience have do, they don't realize that I'm doing these things as a game. No, they don't. Charlie Bucket's kind of arrogance got no reaction from the audience <laughs> at all. No, I we laughed. That. Kyle and I laughed heartily <laughs> at it. I wish I could remember some of the others. Yeah, the list. I I should have kept the list. I'm gonna look at my Gmail and see if there are any in here because it was a it was a it's a fun game. I don't want to I don't want to keep playing it. Now that we've revealed it, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you people, can. Yeah, you can. We'll know I'm doing it. Kyle's yeah, really good at coming up with ridiculous phrases. Like if I need magic words or some asshole in the background of a comic book script to, to rattle off a bunch of nonsense, I'll oftentimes call Kyle and get his help with it because he's really good at like writing silly poems and rhyming stuff. I'm happy to help. Your Melbourne daddy is happy to help. One time uh, there was a writer's collective that was being created with some people and I was supposed to be a part of it. And the names that were being thrown out for it, I found to be ridiculous. And so Kyle and I'll spend an evening drinking beer and coming up with more ridiculous, offensive names for said Writers Collective. And when I presented them to the group, I was asked to no longer be a part of the Writers Collective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But That's fun. awesome. What was a right? What did your writers, was it an in-person thing or an online thing? It was an in-person thing. They were doing a like an anthology. Oh. Not, but the anthology they came up with actually ended up being really cool, and the name they came up with was cool. But at the time, <laughs> I found the names to be like really masculine and macho and silly, and so that was the point I was trying to make. But I, it's possible I overplayed <laughs> because my names were rejected, and so was I. I don't have the email. I'll look later. It's possible I have those somewhere. <clears throat> The coolest thing that's happened to me at a con, the reason I got up for a minute to go over there, is uh, this uh, guy named Tony who's been, he's I've seen him at several cons, 
just all across the country, but he doesn't travel for cons. I know that Colin doesn't like this story because he's jealous. I am jealous. I do like the story, but I am jealous of you. Uh, so Tony would show up and he'd be like, oh, I heard there was a con. So I came here because he works for the Army Corps of Engineers and is always all over the country. And I didn't know that he worked for the Army Corps of Engineers. But several years in, I don't know, I've known him for six or seven years. He he said, Kyle, I got something for you. I think I'd given him a book or something the day before. And he's like, I got something for you. And he uh, he gave me this coin what I did not know was that Tony is a two-star general, and he said, uh, here, this is for you. It's a challenge coin. It's for civilians. It's like a medal to point out that you're doing a good job. So this is my favorite thing I've ever gotten at a convention. It's pretty right. awesome. I've never seen you more proud. <laughs> I know. Than you were in, here in I am. That. I could be yeah. showing you all kinds of stuff. I have, Somebody gave me a challenge coin once. I have one. It's not that. It's not bad. It's a different one. But are they are they based on the rank of the person? I didn't realize they were all different. Well, this one has two stars because he was a two star general. Oh. And what he told me was, if I'm ever in a bar and there are any military people, I can show this and they'll have to pay for my drinks. But if they have a challenge coin with a higher star, then I have, have to pay for pay. the drinks. Well, then yours is pretty good because yeah, mine doesn't have any stars on it. I don't <laughs> think I would ever. Be like, you guys are paying for my drinks. Here's my challenge coin. What we're what we've determined is that I'm the only one on this recording that doesn't have a challenge coin. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you know, it's all right. Military military fans are awesome. Like the oh, every yeah. person I like, fan of mine that has come up and and let me know that they're in the service. They're always great. They're always fun to talk to. I have a a guy um, was I think he was overseas. And he asked me to sign a book and send it to his wife for Christmas because he was stuck overseas over the holidays. I believe that's the story, something like that. Uh, and I did it. Didn't think anything of it. And a couple of years later, he showed up at Planet Comic Con and gave me this awesome, uh, like, silver military mug thing with a, a thank you note in it. Um, cool. Yeah. So yes, comic book fans who are also in the military tend to be badass. That's true. They are. At least if they're fans, fans in general. Of thank you, fans. No, some of them suck. Us. Let's be honest. No, I'm no. not going to say that. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Uh, You're going to be asked to leave the collective. What? None of my fans suck. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I see. You're just saying that fans in general? Yeah. like like uh, There's probably some Kid Rock fans that I don't care for. Look, I love my fans. Thank you all for your support. You're not Kid Rock. But they're not – well, they might. What if they're a fan of mine that oh. also likes Kid Rock? I said some Kid Rock fans. They're outside, diagram, they're outside that part of the yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was paging through texts from, from Kyle to see if I could find any of those messages. And Kyle has over the years sent me some really bizarre text messages. Yes. Like what? It's his favorite thing to do. I can't – most of these I, are cannot be shared. No, there's one I love. The, my favorite one is of you holding up the the book, the horror anthology that I did the cover for. What was it called? A Passage in Black. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, A Passage in Black. Yep. What is this, what is this thing? Mm, I don't know what that is. 
It's making sure your phone number wasn't readily available. You sent me a picture of a monster. Here's a picture. I'm going through now. Here's some beanie weenies you sent me. Yeah. I'm out of beanie weenies right now, so it'll make me sad. Yeah, I'm almost out of everything. I don't I don't feel like going to the grocery store in the middle of this, but at the same time, it's getting pretty dire over there. It's an ordeal. The entire time that we've been on here, Evie's been wiping down the groceries. Here's a my favorite security check that Kyle shared with me. <laughs> it's like on buses. It says select every square that has a bus in it. <laughs> and it's just a giant close up of a bus. Uh, anyway. Kyle we used to send me pictures of random people from the internet. And they it it turned out as a game. He asked me to pick which one was was how many Brooke Turners there were, because we know a guy named Brooke Turner. And one of them was Brooke Turner. And then a couple of the other ones were other Brooke Turners in the world that were just an image. It's the sort of thing Kyle will send you. It's a or Colin Bunn. Anybody. Well, you didn't, I don't know. You didn't Brooke multiple people. Brooke's the one I still have when I see it, whenever I look at all of the uh, media you've sent me. That's how I know Brooke, but I'll do it with anybody. I don't know if you've ever done Colin Bunn, because there's only one Colin Bunn. There better be. Oh, you know what? Once I was at uh, New York Comic Con, and across from me, set up at a table, this guy, I saw him all weekend, and he looked really familiar to me, and I couldn't place it. But I did. I finally did. I hate this story. And the reason he looked familiar is because he looked like Cullen Bunn, but if he'd been merged together with B. Claymore. <laughs> and uh, so I... I found a photo of him online and now I have the photo and I get it every now and again. I like to call him, I like to call him Bun Clay Moore. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, do you even know that guy's name, his real name? I must have because I found him. I don't want to say it. Right. Well, I I have to admit, he does look like a weird fusion of B. Clay Moore and me. But I don't have to like it, and I don't. Wasn't like there it. a photo of a man with a skullet that had your name associated with it on something once? Oh yeah, that's B. Claymore's fault. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Somebody, there's a picture of this dude who kind of looks vaguely like me, but he has a skullet, which is a mullet, but he's completely bald on top. And uh, B. Claymore sent that to some convention somewhere as my <laughs> creator photo. Oh, that's amazing. And that picture has haunted me. I don't I, I'm sure I have it somewhere because even Axel Alonso, when he was at Marvel, he sent me a, a message one day saying, Is this you? And posted a picture that he sent me that picture. Um so it blew up from whatever Clay did, it blew up into a, there were actually people who thought it was me. It is not me, this picture, the skullet dude. Yeah, it's weird. There's a picture of if you Google me or maybe just when I Google me, I don't know a picture of Felipe Sobrero who colored spread comes up. And I think it's because he has taken the time to put together an Amazon author profile with his photo. Uh, And my name's associated with that book, but that's the picture that comes up. So that's weird. There's another guy. um, The other Kyle Strom who plays the piano who I mentioned once before who always beats me to, well, he doesn't always, I'm pretty good at it now, but a couple of times he beat me to the username, Kyle Strom. But, uh, 
I'm going to send that photo to Anton and have him edit that in because it's a good photo. Have we <clears throat> have we talked about my Wikipedia photo before on here? No. So uh, you can't you can't edit your own Wikipedia. Like there are rules. The only like how do they know special, it's you? I don't know. You're not, but it's against their, like if you ask them to change it, they'll say that's not how this works. You you know you can't edit your own thing, um, and which is a problem. But there you have to be like an authorized wikipedia something or other i'm sure other people know better how this works Weird. You, but you used to be able to do it i thought because i've edited well, wikipedia a couple of times you yeah you can think, edit wikipedia but there are different levels of it and it can be edited back or you can people can make a complaint which is where the story is going so my wikipedia which i didn't create have nothing to do with uh has a photo of me that is a very unflattering and b very old so it looks absolutely nothing like me anymore uh and but when you Google me, that's the photo that comes up is this extremely unflattering photo from a con from several years ago. What's your hair and look like in that photo? As pumpkin pie haircut. Uh, I'm about 40 pounds heavier and I'm wearing the least flattering <laughs> shirt that has ever existed. So it looks nothing like me. Uh, it, it, I just what? looked it up. It does look like you, but not it's definitely not a current Dennis no. hopeless. Right. <laughs> and so I I. I this is a thing that bothered me. It was a thing that got brought up whenever I created um, the relationship between Porcupine and uh, Jessica in Spider-Woman. Roger sort of looks like a muscled up version of that. Like he's got a similar look to that photograph, which is just what the character looks like. It had nothing to do with it. But people kept posting that and saying it was a self-insert and that I wanted to be Jessica Drew's uh, boyfriend, except that I had unrealistic body image. So I got mocked with that photo all the time, uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, anyway, I asked someone who knew how to change the Wikipedia photo to switch it to my headshot, like to change that out to my headshot a few years ago. And I, for, so for a brief period of time, it wasn't up. And apparently the person that put it up or the person that took the photo or someone filed a complaint and had it put back. So what? it was only down for like <laughs> six months and got put up. So I can't get rid of it. It's because you let them know it bothers you. Now they'll never let it go. Have no, you read through it? Did the person did the person write something mean about you in your Wikipedia page? No, it just. I feel like it shows you the the updates. Like it just says what happened in code form or something. Um, and I could I could mess with it again, but I tried once. I tried to skirt the system once it failed to screw it, and it is me. It's just a really unflattering photo. Oh, there's there. Hey, Kyle just sent me a picture of Bun. Calais more. <laughs> I sent it to Anton, really, so he can put it in. Great. Thanks. Thanks. This could work. Gentlemen. And if you are, if you're watching this and you are Bun Calais more, reach out to us. Tell us your real name. We'd tell like to about, add you. Tell to us the about your book, because you had a book, because you were at New York Comic Con. Uh, maybe you won't like that you've been co opted. He's smiling in this picture, though, and I don't know that Clay. That's you. That's the you of it. I'm not a smiler. Smiling right now. You're trying not to. Yeah. Clay smiles when he's really proud of something he's just said. I mean, we all do. But that's that's how you get Clay to smile. We all big. smile when Clay is really proud of something. No. We all we all smile when we're proud of ourselves. I think it's human True. nature. That's why I smile so much, because I'm so proud. <laughs> Being me. <laughs> You should be, Dennis. Thank you. And on that note, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Yeah, we're done for the day. This How is, long have we been going? 
I don't know, an hour. Really? I don't Long know. enough. It feels like an hour. So what are you guys doing? Instead of they all know where they can find us. It's the same every time. Well, all I'm right. still going to plug my Patreon. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. you can. No, you should because you got a new thing. <clears throat> I got a new thing every day on Patreon. Yeah, plug it. Five days a week. Show up. Uh, at the if you if you back my Patreon at the lowest level, which is five bucks, uh, you get access to my blog, which is daily posts about old comic books that I drew. That but I'm posting the inks, and I'm posting character designs that I've done in the past for projects that have happened that haven't happened, and I'm posting. Uh, previews of stuff I'm working on. Like I just posted some cool shots of a action figure that I designed and it has some 3d turnarounds and stuff. And once a month I'll be giving a free book um, as a digital download. So check it out. Patreon slash Kyle Strom www.patreon slash Kyle Strom. Let's see if we can get me more followers than Cohen has. That's a good that one. What's your Although Patreon? I'm, I'm also going to say, please back me on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, these days, more than ever, I think uh, creators, P- Patreon can be an, uh, a decent uh, uh, way for P- pa- for creators to to make ends meet. So uh, my Patreon is just my name, just like Kyle's address, just my name. But I think that people should back both of them. I don't have yeah, a Patreon. I'm too lazy. Too. Don't, don't have the time. Me. All you're doing is sitting there watching your giant That's television. not what I'm doing. I'm working. Well, actually, what I'm, that's what I was going to ask is what you guys are doing to keep yourself sane. And what I'm doing is working ahead on stuff that I hope will be jobs again once all the, everything gets moving. So I'm working as though I have all of the jobs I did have. I'm working as much as I can, but yeah. it's weird at home. So Yeah, I'm working when I can. I've kind of been battling with uh, lack of motivation and being, you know, just down and out about about everything i can't bring myself to work ahead right now that's a good idea on the stuff that's not paying it would be smart for me to be ahead on it but uh i've ter- i'm you know i'm terrified it's not going to come back <laughs> well yeah and i don't have any guarantees but i don't have any other way to make money and doing like sitting down and working when i normally work makes the day feel no more normal i've been making myself exercise too a couple of days that i just was depressed and decided against it were way worse. Um, so I signed up for daily burn, which is, it's an app, but it has a bunch of different, um, like workout at home videos and things you can do. And that's been kicking my ass. Well, that's but I feel better. Yeah. You can trick your brain chemistry with exercise. It'll make you feel like you're happy because it pumps you full of brain drugs. There you go. Recommend that. Well, folks, if you like this video, please subscribe to our channel. Mm-hmm. Please give it a thumbs up. If you listen to it as a podcast, you know, give it a like and leave it a review. Comment yes. with your craziest yeah. convention story. We'd love yes. to hear some crazy convention <laughs> stories. and Maybe we'll even talk about them. And if we um, accidentally talked about you in our convention stories, tell us how much you hate us. Yeah. In musical form, hopefully. If you are the person who asked all your questions as a... Uh, do you want to build a snowman? Please record a video of you asking. And if you are Bun Calaymore, we'll all give you a bunch of free comics. You can come on and the show. Great. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Dennis, uh, tell them what we're going to be next time. What, are we, what do you mean what we're going to be next time? You always say it. I'll say it for you. We'll do better next time. Oh, we will do better. <laughs> did we do better well, this time? Better. I think we did. Well, my phone's not even – I'm not even the right shape for video, and it's been moving around. I think I could do better next time. You're the wild card. Yep. 
I mean, it's my, I'm the villain of the show, to be sure. Uh, look at it's Kyle. not my intention. That's what everybody thinks I'm a bad person because I make jokes and I make fun of you. But I make fun of you out of love and respect. All right. You better be glad there's social distancing right now <laughs> if you start making fun of me. Right now, while we can't be near each other, is the time for you to make fun of me because otherwise there's going to be a knock at your door. Okay. <laughs> You're going to open it and there won't be anybody there. <laughs> and Cullen will be, be hiding a, in the bushes. Oh, left. no. There'll be a bag of burning poop. Right. We have something that gets added somewhere. I don't know.